As an entrepreneur, Pavel made his first million before the age of 21 and successfully launched, scaled, and exited many brands, including Orange Theory Fitness in seven locations. He is a professional cyclist turned serial seven-figure entrepreneur and investor. He is also a breathwork guide expert and a conscious DJ and producer, so he does it all, but he's on a mission to spread love through immersive workshops, products, and experiences worldwide. For today, he joins us as the founder of NOA, AON, and Managing Director of Conscious Spacious International. I'm excited to touch on a lot of new areas here for this show, something that we don't get each week, like specific and actionable steps needed to get rid of the dopamine addiction, scientifically backed biohacking strategies, and ancient tools with modern applications to improve productivity. The lessons he's learned in navigating all these pivotal moments in life, but I'm excited. I got to kick this off. Pavel, thank you so much for joining that entrepreneur show. Thank you so much as well. Super glad to be here. I'm excited to have you join now a top 1.5% global podcast. Thanks for everyone out there tuning in each week. If there's anything that you would like to hear me ask the guests, if there are any guests who would love to see me interview, please shoot me a DM or email podcastsbylancey at gmail.com. We've got Pavel here, and be sure to stick around for the end of the show. This week's spotlight story is going to be a good one. We have someone who has successfully diversified all of his entrepreneurial endeavors, his income streams. So we're going to go over an article from Entrepreneur Online titled, Four Ways an Entrepreneur Should Diversify Their Income. We're going back in time here, my man. When did you first become an entrepreneur? Why did you jump in the ring? Why not nine to five? Well, I have so much to say about the the second question. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, we are raised to be this boxed and we're raised to go to school and to follow this, you know, system. And, and um, you know, that was not for me. I, uh, I've never really excelled in school and I could never really comprehend uh, why am I going to learn something that's literally not going to benefit me in the future. And um, so my first company actually started uh, when I was 17 years old. I was trading between Alibaba and eBay. Okay. And um, back then I was uh, becoming a professional cyclist. And um, I found uh, this room uh, when it comes to carbon bike frames. Okay. Uh, because, you know, they're five, ten thousand dollars for like a specialized or Trek, you know, branded uh, frame. But uh, my friends couldn't afford that or I couldn't afford that, you know, to be able to uh, properly race. And so I found uh, factories on Alibaba. I took the pictures from the Alibaba store and I placed it on eBay and uh, I sold it to, uh, you know, U.S. or European customer. And I shipped it directly from China. Now, this is wow. like 12, 14 years ago before Alibaba, you know, was recognized, reputable. Uh, you know, it was nobody knew it. And uh, that was my first business with zero, zero money down. And um, later on, I, I did became professional cyclist and I used all of my uh, races as a way to sell to more uh, bike stores. So basically, I would be going into bike stores and be like, you need your your custom, you know, brand as well. It's much cheaper, same quality. And uh, and essentially, um, I ended up, uh, you know, completely destroying my health because of it, because I wasn't recovering like an athlete. Um, but uh, that that was the first pivotal uh, start. <laughs> I love it. Now, 
What was one of your biggest lessons learned from that whole Abi Baba experience? I know there has to be a ton. Yeah, well, so it's funny, like people now call it, you know, like drop ships and there's all these terms. Like I didn't know any of this. I was just like, it just intuitively felt right, like to to you know have a product and take a risk on on shipping something, right? So so I think it's 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 funny um that um I didn't necessarily, you know have any of this this knowledge but uh what i've learned from it was the simplicity i mean you know my dad gave me a an option you know you either go to school and your life is paid for or you go do your little cycling thing and you're gonna have to figure it out <laughs> and to to end this with i i don't even have proper high school i have i paid my friend to finish high school online for me because I was already making enough money at, at that time. And I did not have any time to, to do that. But at the same time, how I learned all of this, I was like a sponge. So I found the right books and, and experiences and, and, you know, maybe not podcasts at that time. It was more like workshops and, and right. courses. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like how I learned. I learned what I wanted to learn, not what I was imposed to learn. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that lesson with our audience. But let's circle back to your current business. Let's let the world know exactly what you have going on. Yeah. So, you know, after after a while, so when I when I quit cycling, when I quit uh, the this carbon business, you know, I got heavily into Orange Theory, which which obviously for about six or eight years, I was just opening locations you know, all over the country. I mean, at the peak, I had almost 100 franchisees under my belt, uh, you know, spread across seven different states. And um, basically, um, I I burned out and I was unhappy. And I had this like nudge of like, you know, is this it? You know, like like I, I checkbox everything that's, um, you know, part of the American dream. But I have this uh, voice inside of me that is just like, you know, this is not enough. This is you got to have more. And, and I got into this obsession. Now, uh, just to give you a foundation to, to your question, uh, oh. what I'm doing today is it's a it's a integration of my passion, purpose and, and legacy. And basically, I didn't find that until I spent 10 days in darkroom in Thailand okay. uh, with no food. And uh, basically, I went in there about seven years ago as a busy, you know, orange theory uh go-getter and all i wanted to do was just let my cell phone behind and chill because i could not physically see another store opening and um basically i walked in there and about day seven i just like lost it i start you know crying and purging and and releasing and it was this magical moment where i was just filled with bliss and that's when I got the vision, you know, like I am not living my passion. I'm not following my purpose and I am making money, but like for what, you know, once you make enough, you're, you're, you're kind of like, what are you going to get bigger house, bigger boat, bigger, you know? So I walked out of there and I had the vision to create this Noah Aeon. Noah means movement. Aeon is all or none. And it symbolizes duality. And, um, I was my whole life, highs and lows, good days, bad days, good sales and bad sales. And essentially, I was like, there must be another way. And, and there is. It's called harmony, which is the, the center line in the middle to step outside of this, these jumps. And um, in there, I identify my passion has always been music. 
So I learn how to produce a uh, sound DJ as well as um, I create a frequency music on a modern beat. So basically I use Solfeggio frequencies, which, which are known to be extremely healing. And then my purpose was, so at that time, I kept on going and putting myself into discomfortable situations. And basically as an entrepreneur, I committed myself. Every three months, I'm going to do something ridiculous because otherwise I'm going to become ridiculous of just being obsessed with, with who I am, with this identity of, of a businessman. I understand that, yeah. You know what I mean? And so my purpose became lectures, workshops, uh, retreats, and and that's that's kind of you know what I'm doing today. And then the legacy, I was like, how am I going to uh, make money with this, but yet still do good, do something purposeful in the world uh, so I don't feel burned out again? And so that's when we built, you know, conscious products. We invest into startups and help other brands that are here for the greatest good to, you know, bring these practices and scale into their uh, business. You mentioned something very interesting there until you overwork yourself where that dopamine addiction those dopamines they're flowing i touched on it in the beginning let's talk about maybe some specific and actionable steps that you can offer to our audience to get rid of that dopamine addiction yeah so so there has been a very simple process but yet for entrepreneurs very hard <laughs> right. i call it the process of unhooking <laughs> and what that means is we have to unhook completely out of everything and everyone in order for us to realign, you know, where are we going? What do we want to do? And it's ironic because we do that for our businesses, right? We have a goals, we have a plans, follow through uh, projections. I mean, we're so good at that on a business side, but we fail at that on a personal side, as well as a lot of times relational sides. And so, you know, my relationships were failed. I mean, I got divorced, you know, I, mm -hmm. I hurt so many people in this process. My, my self was hurting and my business was thriving. And so that is not, you know, equal balance. So what I do today, something that anybody can adapt, it's so easy. Um, I unhook once a day for one to two hours, uh, where right before, right after I wake up, you know, I do my breath work, meditation, uh, morning ritual, exercise, and and I did it right before here. It's it's seven a.m. here in Hawaii, and so I still wake up in time to be able to really spend that time with me. So I visualize, you know, my day, and I can take charge of my day on all three levels: the relationships, myself, and the business. Now, once a week, I take a full day off, completely turn off everything: computers, cell phones. I mean, I'm on my own. Uh, preferably the first part of the day completely, not even partners, not ne nobody, because otherwise, you know, you continue living somebody else's life. Somebody keeps on reaching for you and somebody keeps on needing something from you. And, and it's a, uh, you need to replenish, right? Restore. Now, once a month, I take three to four days uh, completely off of everything, digital, even physical detox. And the reason why is if you've ever been to a vacation, the first three days, you don't know what to do with yourself because your mind just keeps on racing. And then the last two days of the vacation, you don't want to leave because you finally dropped in. And so it really takes about, you know, three days just to fully unhook and then enjoy the fourth day. And then once a year, I do 10 to 15 days. And so for me, I go, I go yearly to dark room. You know, I spend 10 days in complete darkness with no food. Like 
And uh, but it doesn't have to be obviously this this extreme. I mean, you can go and rent a cabin, or you can go uh, just anything that's like self-driven, self-nourishing, replenishing, and manifesting too. So like I literally create the same goal, same projection, same structure for my relationships, for myself, and uh, for the business. So everything is always in line. Everything is always integrated, and I always know one thing that is hurting, it will hurt everything else as well. One little bottleneck can disrupt the entire sequence. Would you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> I think that you're doing a great job for our audience right now. You're giving so many firsthand experiences. And now that you've had all these experiences, people often think of entrepreneurship as this luxurious lifestyle with no stress, the Jeff Bezos, the Elon Musks, but it's not always sunshine all day. What are some of the harder areas or challenging spots in entrepreneurship that you experience that we can reciprocate to our audience to help them battle that that same challenge? Yeah, so so for me, it was the obsession. Like that was definitely, and I think a lot of people can get obsessed, especially in the startup phase, and right. and and rightfully so. I mean, there's fear of you know running out of cash, and and I was there. I mean, I ran completely out of cash. Uh, you know, three years after I I made all these millions, I completely everything was 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 gone. I've and, been there um, too, putting it all back it's, in. It ha it's the, the game, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's and but it made me so much stronger. But also, it realigned me into what I actually want to do. So the one biggest lesson is if we're just starting anything because we want to make money and we want to have a business and better life, nothing wrong with money, nothing wrong with any of it. It's hmm. just gonna run its course. And you and all of us, we have this deeper reason why we came here. We didn't come here, you know, just to be basically slaves to the system because all that is, it's like you can play the game or mm -hmm. you can be the actor of the game. Yes. And so identifying, you know, what is your passion? What is your purpose? So you can integrate it into the legacy or the business that you're doing. I find that absolutely amazing because never ever it will feel like a hard day because it's always the days you choose. Now, our life is made up of choices and consequences, right? And it's actually quite simple in this flow, but we sometimes get so uh, bottled into that day or that issue, that problem that we don't zoom out enough to be able to kind of see the long trajectory where it's actually going. Mm -hmm. And that's what the unhooking is for. You know, we got to like zoom out and be like, hey, this is not, this is just a short little cycle that I'm going through that I can either learn through or keep on repeating the same cycle over and over again because I'm blindfolded to where it's coming from. Avoiding those vicious cycles, unhooking each day. I really like how you put that there. We're just taking the intentional time to step back and regroup refocus and it does pay major dividends i was someone who experienced burnout very young and i was go 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 i learned the value of taking breaks each day taking a day off i often share this too in the past my off day is to watch the jets so it wasn't always good for my mental health because they would usually have losses but now we have some new team coming in this after this off season a lot of additions so we'll see but we could have a whole podcast just on that right now let's hop into this week's spotlight story everyone it is from entrepreneur online four ways an entrepreneur should diversify their income we're going to go over a little bit then bring back on our guest of honor today Financial survival of the fittest. It is not the strongest of the species that survive. It is the one that is the most adaptable to change. This quote, often attributed to Darwin, is actually a paraphrase of his 
origins of species. The phrase comes from a, a management context, is not surprising, and it perfectly captures the entrepreneurial spirit with which we should face during uncertain times. Many people daydream amidst the mundane nine-to-five job, starting or applying a creative skill to a profitable side hustle. Then people are watching your pension situation and realizing that the state pension really is not sufficient. You need another income stream. Now is the time, especially if you're one of the 819,000 recently unemployed or you want to financially benefit from additional time. Diversification is diversification is key, and this is what really attracted me to this article for today's guest. He has so much going on from the Orange Fitness to now his new business and everything in between. Diversification as an investor and a multiple business owner, it makes the most sense. Make sure your eggs are not all in the same basket. This goes for the same in the stock market as it does for being an entrepreneur. Starting that side income, I touched on it before. An online business can easily be developed during a period of uncertainty, and many ideas can be implemented with limited or no startup costs or overhead, and utilizing your network. Building brand business relations takes time and trust, but when you start with people who you know within your network, these individuals are more likely to give you a try in other areas. What are some of your takeaways from here? When it comes to diversification, um... I have always, uh, you know, made that uh, very strong um, and I've also always made it where it actually supports each other. So, you know, for me, I've always uh, I've spoken to that customer, you know, that shops at Whole Foods, Lululemon. It's it's a it's a customer that is, you know, health conscious. And so, you know, I built the entire uh, business around uh, health conscious you know, products, but uh, every single uh time that we've you know made something obviously real estate has always been uh, an amazing uh, parking lot uh, for uh, for different uh, stuff but also you know when you're starting something uh, new uh, with today's age I mean it's it's so easy to get things going it's I think more our mind that has these preconceptions of fear that are you know avoiding us uh, starting it and so I think what I what I what I would say on this is like go one step before you start diversifying and like again ask yourself like is this going to uh make me feel limitless or will i be feeling limited and if you will feel limited which means it will take you know your time that you don't want to take it doesn't feel right already um you know i had to develop these these senses which um maybe we can touch on it later it's uh it's these uh, spiritual senses that everybody has that every entrepreneur has. And um, I, I actually spent months in Brazil with the psychics. And uh, they they basically taught me, you know, that um, there is five physical senses that we all are very well aware of, uh, which sometimes get us in trouble. It's that instant gratification, which, mm. you know, our human nature loves uh, consuming. Um, but then there's four uh, spiritual senses. And this is that uh, inner voice. So everybody has these voices in, in our head. And, you know, one voice is the busy monkey brain that, at, that's limited. It only knows things from the past, projects into the future. And then we have this silent voice that is a lot of times overblown by the mind. And that is the one telling us, stop watching Netflix, you know, move on to your passions, start working out. And what happens is long enough time we avoid this voice. Right. then some shit hit the fan in our life because we are not listening to this this guidance. And that voice always has our back. 
And so what they taught me is how you strengthen this voice is you acknowledge it. So thank you. I heard that. But then the magic word is what you're going to do about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you start following this, this voice actually gets louder. And remember, I, I, I'm I very open-minded person, but I also am very skeptical. And like when I go into it I, until I feel it for myself, I don't believe it. Right. And so then this voice starts getting louder and louder. And now all of a sudden, I'm streaming from this limitless information that maybe hasn't been created yet. And so that's the, uh, the spiritual gift, number one. Number two is your seeing uh some people call it the inner seeing uh third eye vision whatever right. we call it uh the visionaries of the world right when you are starting a business maybe six months from now you're creating a business plan that is streaming from some other place you are literally it, it's your intention that is speaking to you and yes we can create businesses out of just data but to me i validate my feelings with data if that makes sense so i always go with the gut first now the third one is your feeling, which is that gut. And um, this is when you had a bad feeling about someone or some, some you w walked into a room and maybe there was a fight and something just wasn't feeling right. But then we avoided that feeling and same thing, you know, we got to acknowledge it and we got to figure out where it's coming from. And then the fourth one is your inner knowing. And this is uh, the best way to discern this is when you think you don't know when you know you don't require thinking and this is when you knew that that partner was cheating on you you knew mm -hmm. that that was a wrong decision it was in your core you got yep. that gift before but again maybe we avoided it we are not taught to trust it and we're taught that this is woo woo stuff mm -hmm. but yet everybody has these senses and i know if you're hearing me now uh, the the key is you know start with one or two and develop that and Treat your body, your mind as a computer. You know, mm -hmm. when you connect to the internet, you download new software, you download new apps. And uh, for us, it's connecting to the internet, which mm -hmm. is through silencing, slowing down, you know, maybe sound frequencies, music, anything that will change your brain waves from the busy, busy beta overthinking mind um, into that alpha or theta, which is the flow state or the creative, uh, you know, mind. And that's where we want to be especially when we want to perform, you know, at our best. I love that. Thank you for all that extra insight for our audience, everyone out there. Let's just plug it now. Where can we find you online? So that way everybody can go follow up with what we have to see. Yeah. So it's a uh, Noah Aeon official uh, on social media and noahaeon.com uh, for the website. And then we'll, we'll include a link so you can actually test our uh, on-demand library. So you can do a breath work, you can do a meditation, you can do what I was talking about in real life for you. So you can feel these effects um, and re-identify your why. I love it. But before I let you go, which entrepreneur throughout history, dead or alive, are you choosing to sit down with for a talk? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, you know, I've always loved Tony Hichet, but unfortunately, you know, he's, he's passed. Yeah. But I, I went through his training and I actually got to meet him. But... Uh, he was a big opening for me when it comes to building company culture and when it comes to building, you know, sustainable, uh, self-managed driven uh, ecosystem. So so I, I'll pick him. <laughs> OK, well, let's delve deeper. Where would the meeting take place if you could pick the location as well? You know, he loved EDM. So it would be probably somewhere at like a a music festival in a, in a, in a fun format. <laughs>
I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to reach out and join our community of entrepreneurs. I had a great time getting to know you. Again, one more time, where can we find you online? So Noah Aon, N-O-A-A-O-N uh, dot com. All right. And I am at VincentALancy.com. Be sure to head to at Vincent A. Lancy on YouTube for a video preview of this show. Now that the podcasts are also on there as well. The show is at That Entrepreneur Show. And we are most active on Facebook and LinkedIn. Well, until next week, we're signing off. Thank you so much for stopping by from Florida to Hawaii. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. <laughs>